0: jeffrey thank you we now have a question coming in um uh, joel c joel if you go ahead and uh ask your question now.
1: hello jeffrey <clears throat> it's good to see you again since being on my radio show in 3 in tampa um I have been following you with great interest and admiration, respect, and motivation. So thank you for your endless energy, Jeffrey. Okay. Um, when you talk about liability, you talk about legislation and laws, and, and the release of these things we've seen with uh, um, GMO foods. And how proliferating they are, and how damaging they are, and the pesticides that come along with it. But how do you how do you wake up sleeping politicians to say stop? We can't we can sue uh, violator, violators uh, when uh, the. Uh, the cost is so great. The potential
0: catastrophe is so great. You know, that's a great question, Joel. And, and thank you for that interview in 2003. I remember my visiting, was it Nature's Bear Patch or something? Nature's, Nature's Nature's Food Patch. Yeah, yeah. Nature's Food Patch. Great. And it was like 250 people there. I remembered it was just, what, 18 years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I have worked with politicians all over the world. And I've testified, um, I've convinced politicians to make changes, I've convinced entire governments to make changes. But I, whenever I've walked the halls of Congress in the past, it was kind of depressing because they were marching so in lockstep with Monsanto when I would give presentations, the staff would get it and they'd sit with me and say, okay, I love your plan, but here's what you need to do. And they'd lay out a plan. It would be multiple years, lots of money, and it would still possibly fail. So I went, okay, in the US, I'm not gonna attach my, my uh, success based on the decisions of Congress. I can just do it with consumer choice. And so we did, and 51% of United States uh, consumers could think that GMOs are unsafe. around the world. So we've been a massive success there without having to change government policy. So first of all, I get, I'm in a new area. So I'm getting help from people who understand how to change government policy. And what I learned from them is that the timing is perfect for this on Capitol Hill. The timing is perfect for this in state legislatures. Why? Because people are, have this unmet need to do something about the pandemic, to, to implement the lessons, and there's enough There's enough instant understanding, Joel. I'm sure as you were listening to me, you've been following me for so long, but there may be people listening today that have never actually considered that gene editing could replace nature so that we actually have no future generation that inherits nature from its own evolution, but we've interfered with it in massive releases. No one has, has perhaps thought of the incredible changes for the microbiome. But what we do know is it takes just a few minutes to get it. And it doesn't take a lot of complicated science. It's arithmetic, little genetic time bombs prone to side effects, surviving in the wild, interacting with different ecosystems. At what point will it be a rabbit in Australia? At what point will it be a a cane toad in Australia? What point will it be kudzu? At what point will it collapse an ecosystem? or our infants or future generations. So the conveyance turns out to be easy, which from a strategic messaging standpoint is critical. If it took me 10 minutes to finally get the understanding that, oh, this is a problem, that would be a lot harder movement to start. So I think from what I've heard, is that there are people in Congress who are very interested in this. And it's interesting, we have people on both sides of the aisle and in the Department of Defense and in Homeland Security and in um, you know National Security Advisor levels, who've been talking about the dangers of gene editing for years and acknowledge that the technology has outpaced the regulation and something needs to be done. So we have odd bedfellows here supporting. So I think actually, it's gonna be a lot easier. Also, strategically, we're not talking about banning genetically engineered corn and uprooting, literally, a multi-billion dollar industry. There's very few companies that are actually releasing genetically modified microbes right now. So the infrastructure is not in place, which gives us another urgency to do this now before they do set up that infrastructure. So I think from a strategic standpoint, it works. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with. Or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.